Hello. <laughs> You're Hello. Right. Thanks, for thanks for tuning in to part two of this week's or this fortnight's podcast. Yes, yeah, this, this weekly. We're doing this, weekly. this week's podcast, yeah. yeah. No, but I'm just saying it's part two, isn't it? It's part two of our interview with Josh Francis. Um, it was just a bit long, really. So it's in two parts. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to the first bit, don't listen to this first i mean you could it didn't really matter it's not a story mm. um and then um yeah go back and listen to the first one then listen to this and that's it so yeah. and if you haven't watch all the other ones right there as well probably yeah we did we did actually have a really nice message the other day um, i can't remember who it was um who said they're working their way through all the podcast episodes at the moment and they're currently up to episode seven which is a uh, which is pretty cool. That's like eight hours of their life they're never getting back. But what else would, What else do we want to say quick? Because um, we don't want to be talking for ages, do we? We sent out an email to, to explain where we were uh, with Building Front. So uh, thank you to everybody who replied appreciatively of that email. And some people asked about being beta testers. So thank you for that. Uh, we will drop you a reply in the next few days just to confirm we've got your message and all that sort of thing. Um, and if you're interested in being a beta tester and you're listening to this, then email us. Yeah, send us an email. To be fair, we had we had quite a few emails, didn't we? More than more than we thought we'd get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which is great. You know, we're glad you're excited to come on and use front. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Just um, yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, yeah, not not long to go now. Hopefully, not long at all. All right, get on with them. <laughs> yeah, cool. Enjoy part two. Mm. My dad's an amazing drawer. He could he, he and I. Unfortunately, I didn't get it from him, so I still in <laughs> college. But unfortunately, I, I just can't draw. Um, but like my dad can sit there and draw whatever is in front of him and it'll be like a picture, but he can't create anything in his head. So if you said, oh, draw a dragon or anything, whatever it might be, he just can't visualise it in his head to draw it. But he can sit there and, and draw what's in front of him, ideally. It's, it's weird to see how the brain works, isn't it? Wow. Like sort of inverted of that. Like I'm okay at drawing like things in front of me, but I always, I almost always work for my imagination and just make up something and then, illustrate it that way that's always interesting to see yeah how different people like approach like the, how different the approach is people take to to just yeah drawing it's so wild to me i don't like everyone, i don't know if you've ever seen those um it's it's like those hyper realistic drawings where people spend like weeks or like 72 hours or something like that drawing like a just this giant picture i don't even know how they begin those i don't know how they do it it's one of those it's like magic to me it's crazy. There's a guy that I follow on Instagram. I can't remember his name. His name's like Coco or something like that. Uh, <laughs> or that's his Instagram handle, whatever it might be. But he posts like, he'll do one drawing for like three months and it'll just be with pencil, but he'll document it throughout the stages. And you see the end project, product, uh, end result, and you, you are literally just blown away. It, it's, mm. And then you can appreciate how much time and effort goes into that. Where if I did a drawing, I'd get bored of it after 10 minutes and it would look like some weird caricature. You know, it wouldn't look like anything. <laughs> yeah. That's 
that's a little bit of me too. Like I, I don't have the patience to to spend like three hours trying. Yeah. I yeah. just don't have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally jealous of people that can draw. I can't do it at all. Like I'm I do graphic design and even yeah. just doing it on the computer, I'm like, it takes me so long to do anything <laughs> where I've got to actually draw something by hand. I'm terrible yeah. at it. And it's it's one of those things. That and um animators, I'm like that's magic pure like how do you i don't understand it like i know how to do it a little bit and i still don't really understand how it works but yeah anyone who can do that well um and again it's just one of those things you have to spend hours and well months usually just to create anything small um it's yeah yeah it's so intense like i studied computer graphics for two years and i still don't understand it and it is the weirdest, wildest thing to me. I'm always in awe whenever I see, like, I, I watched Akira for, like, the first time not too long ago. Okay. And, I mean, the art style and that, like, I'm not the biggest, uh, I don't know all the artists and things like that, but just looking at that, I'm like, I, I should just put down my pencil forever. Like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you do that? Akira, yeah. <laughs> the, um, the manga um, program. Yeah. Well, there's um, there was an old film of it, wasn't there? Like from the eighties, I think. That's yeah. Exactly. And, and they did a remake of it, didn't they? With like Scarlett Johansson or something. Ghost in the Shell or something like that. Oh, I think. No, that's what I'm thinking of. Ghost in. Yeah, I'm getting that mixed up. Have you seen Ghost in the Shell? I saw parts of it. I saw like the movie with Scarlett Johansson. I actually watched that recently too. Um, okay. With this whole lockdown stuff being inside, watched yeah. a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I saw. Uh, um, I haven't seen the the one with her in. I saw the um, original, like animated version of it. It's amazing. It's really. It's not like my favorite thing that sort of stuff, but like that's an incredible film. Really yeah. cool. So I just started watching my first ever bit of manga. Like I, I, I've heard good things about this program. I thought, well, I watched like Pokemon as a kid and stuff like that, but I've never really got into it or, or given it the time. But it's always appealed in terms of like the artwork side. Mm-hmm. I've just started watching this thing called, I think it's called ha- Haiku. Don't know if anyone's watched that. Never heard of it. No, but, no, but it's it's um it's about it's about a volleyball team. <laughs> like a short manga, but it's it's really good. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've literally started watching it on Netflix. Oh wow, That's, I've never heard of that. There's a few like no. I know it's not the same thing exactly, but like the Studio Ghibli or Ghibli, however you say oh. it, stuff that yes. loads of it's on Netflix now, and I've watched yeah. a few of them. Some of them are great. I mean, they're, I'm sure they're all great. Some of them appeal to me, and some of them I'm like halfway through, like. I, no this isn't for me but like um <laughs> totoro is really cool and um oh, yeah. what's the other one i think it's called po- pokoyo it's like about a little fish or something um oh. that's a really good one but yeah they are bizarre um totally <laughs> totally bizarre it's not i don't think i'm um well versed enough in it to really give a proper opinion but i know people love no. them but yeah, that that my neighbor Totoro, I think it's called. Is definitely I think worth so. checking out. 
I, I, cause a friend of mine that I used to work with, she, she was like the biggest studio Ghibli or Ghibli. I'm not, I'm, I also don't know how to pronounce it, but so she, she told me I had to watch them. I absolutely had to watch like a few of the movies. So I, I, I saw my neighbor Totoro with the big kind of monster yeah. character and I saw Spirited Away. Those are the two that I saw. Um, yeah, that's the one, isn't it, that people talk about a lot. I've never seen that. Yeah. That one's, if you think the other ones are weird, I feel like you're going <laughs> to... <laughs> I mean, I like weird, but I suppose it's kind of when you're watching something and you're like, I don't know what's going on now. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I feel I like I should give it time, though. I don't know if you know, Josh, but that's how me and Luke actually met. So we, we used to work at Comic-Con. So... Oh. So yeah, that's how we met, like at the shows and like we, we'd help set up the shows and sell the space yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But then you see like crazy diehard fans for all these kind of independent or what, whatever it might be. And then you don't yeah. really count yourself sometimes. So yeah, that's that's been a, a goal of mine. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, I think seeing some of the fans, maybe I shouldn't say this, but seeing some of the fans kind of put me off a little bit because... <laughs> I, I could, could be quite annoying a lot of the people that came to those shows there was certainly some difficult well that's probably because we'd already been there four days setting up and we're running on two hours sleep but yeah 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 it was quite um quite a time my favorite all-time photographer hands down has to be gordon parks i absolutely am the biggest well I don't know if I'm the biggest fan but I absolutely love that guy's work like I'm in love with his work that's all I can say yeah yeah it's quite hard to quantify who's the who's the biggest fan of something I guess but like yeah yeah, yeah. again through talking to you uh, I, I didn't really know his work before you uh, put me on to him and um, yeah he's incredible like I don't know why I'd never heard of him before um, I'm not I don't know, like you say, you don't know everybody. Yeah. But yeah, really amazing photographer. It's, I didn't know about him like forever. I, I, w I only found out about him because I'm kind of a big uh, old school boxing fan. So mm. I love like the old photography that goes along with it. And I'm a huge fan of Muhammad Ali. And uh, I started seeing some photos that were these like amazing, beautiful shots. And I was like, who took these photos? And I was like, Gordon Parks. And I was like, who's this guy? So I yeah. looked him up and, and I immediately fell in love with like everything uh, the guy touched and everything he made. And yeah, I, I just love his work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing when you said about him and I went to look at his work, those pictures of Muhammad Ali, I think they were the first ones that really caught my eye as well. Like, yeah. just amazing, really cool. Just beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um, so the next question was, and not everybody has an answer for this, but who do you think is the hardest working photographer working today? And it can just be like some random person that just you know, or, yeah. or you might not have an answer at all. Or I, what, what did Madison say? Madison said her... She said everyone uh, who is currently studying to be a yeah, photographer. Yeah, a group of people, you know, yeah. everyone who's studying photography at the moment during lockdown, it's a challenge. Mm. So it doesn't have to be one person individually if you don't want it to be. Mm. Well, I 100% agree with, with that. Um, but I, the one that always does stick out to me, and he's definitely one of my favourites right now, 
And the reason I'm going to call him out, which he's huge, I'm, I, I'm sure you guys know him probably better than I do, but Joey L, um, uh, that, he, like, he goes around, he does, like, these photography campaigns when he has this YouTube channel where he kind of gives a little bit behind the scenes as well. And just the production behind it, he might be like in the middle of a jungle and the amount of work and things they bring out, lighting equipment, smoke machines, all these cameras, there's so many things that need to go right for this photo. And I'm sure there's a lot of photographers like that, but mm. something about his work just kind of speaks to me. And it makes me feel also terrible. He's like, I think a couple years older than me. And he's just so, the dude's so talented, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, just, I have a deep appreciation for sort of that going to far and away lands from where you're from and capturing, especially in this very elegant way, something, a bit of their culture and just sharing it in this very clean and natural way where there's no agenda behind it. There's no, hey, look at this. Isn't it so interesting? It's just, here's this beautiful thing and look at it and and there's something that's sort of sweet about that to me that uh again like not to take away from anybody else a lot of people are putting in a lot of work probably a lot more than he is but he always sticks out in my mind whenever I think of of like very hard working and just that kind of process that goes in creating a beautiful image okay wow I, I will be honest I've not heard of put it in there and check out some stuff then on to so some couple of questions about yourself so do you have like top three albums that can be of all time or stuff that you've been listening to recently anything that you would recommend that's always tough for me because yeah i i'm more of um, a song person i compile songs and then put like a playlist yeah. together like just some music but I'll, I'll definitely say anything stevie wonder made yeah. uh absolutely love the guy um this one might be kind of a, a bit of a deep cut, but Nat King Cole uh, is, I absolutely love his music um, and that just kind of style of music, which obviously isn't really around uh, today, but yeah, uh, definitely always speaks to me. Um, I've got a Nat King Cole record on vinyl. That yeah. Time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. Is that something you, uh, do you listen to it or do you just have it to look good? When you say that, I did have it in a vinyl frame. <laughs> I did listen to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is is uh, crazy? Just he has this, like this crazy voice that uh, I, yeah. again I feel like I don't hear it too much anymore. Um, and for a third one, I would have to say there's this artist. I, I don't. She's not super well known. I feel like, but her name is now spelled like N A O, and she also has this very unique voice i think she's actually from the uk she's based in the uk but she's just got this really unique voice that i really enjoy um uh but yeah she's just to throw something modern into the into the mix yeah yeah i've never and again i've never heard but um i'll check it out yeah, yeah sounds sure. cool and then really the cool, yeah. other question was your top three again movies which can be all time or stuff you've seen recently Anything you really enjoyed? Well, we will accept TV shows as well. <laughs> if we have to. But... If we have to. <laughs> uh, well, my favorite movie of all time, hands down, which this one also might be weird. Uh, I'm starting to realize I have weird taste, but Lawrence of Arabia. Is... Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I absolutely, I think I've seen it like 11 times. It's like a four hour movie, but it's my mm. favorite movie ever. I absolutely love that movie. I don't care when it comes on, I will sit down and watch however many hours. Of... Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that's and... an awesome film. I think the first time I ever saw that was on a plane. I was like on a really long plane journey and it was one of the options to, that you could pick to watch. And I was yeah. like, it's perfect time to watch a four hour <laughs> film because you got nothing else to do you can't look at your phone or whatever it was at the time yeah. so yeah yeah that's a really the other one i've have you ever seen spartacus again it's like yeah, stupidly yeah. long film and first time i watched that was on a plane for the same <laughs> reason right but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know how good that film is to be honest but um lawrence of arabia is a great choice yeah yeah, it's, I, yeah, I, I just love this stuff. I feel like they just don't make movies like that anymore. Um, definitely got to check out Spartacus. Though. I've been wanting to watch that. But another movie is um, Moonlight, uh, which came out, I think, what was that, like four or five years ago now? Yeah, uh, Barry Jenkins, wasn't it? Um, yeah. The, yeah, it was like two, three Because was that the film that they, it won an Oscar, but when they read the name of it out. Yeah. They said the right <laughs> film or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's such I'm an incredible that. film. Oh yeah. I it's funny enough, like I don't generally watch like Oscar movies because I always have the assumption that they're gonna be boring or whatever, but I wound up just watching it. I was in Colorado, I had um altitude sickness, so I was like laid up in bed and wound up watching this movie and it was just absolutely just a breathtaking kind of a movie i'm like this is like a modern mm. classic like a masterpiece of a movie and that's definitely up there as one of my top that's yeah i guess i'm giving you my top three all-time all movies yeah <laughs> but yeah. um it's incredible yeah, yeah jamie if you watch it you have to get get your um your what am i thinking of tissues Tissue. handy yeah. it's, it's pretty it's it's very powerful oh. it's incredible isn't it Wow. It is a beautiful movie. It almost folded me like a lawn chair when I saw it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, for number three, I think, and this one is just purely on aesthetics. I think it's a great movie also. And it's kind of, so I have two that I'll go with the one. Um, yeah, I'll go with the one. Uh, okay. I love Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. The yeah. look of it. Um, Roger Deakins just, he, like a master class, I feel like, in, in cinematography. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of one of those films you could pause it, any frame would be like yeah. just an incredible image, like a still, you know, photograph or yeah. something. Yeah, that's, um, and the sound design on that as well. Man, yeah. it's like the first time I saw that in the cinema, it's just so powerful. Yeah. The, and yeah, I went back to watch it again because it was still showing on like a huge screen nearby. Yeah. And um, it's not quite the same watching it at home, but um, <laughs> oh, it's still amazing. Well, I know some people really don't like that film or didn't get on with it, but... Wow. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Well, is it perfect? I don't know. But it's a perfect companion, I'd say, to the, to the original. The original. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good really movie. Cool. Hang on one second. Sure. My kid's hamster is in here and it's walking <laughs> around in its wheel. I don't know if it's
but yeah also yeah just to say about like talking about gear it's like a weird thing that i'm like i don't really like gear in yeah. general if i had to go one way or the other but i would happily get my camera and be like this is my camera look at it it's cool. <laughs> right um and like i've got loads of like cheap little film cameras and stuff and yeah. i like i love them but like yeah it's that kind of weird dichotomy between like hating talking about gear or like i don't tend to watch youtube gear reviews or anything yeah. i like talking to people about their specific like this is my camera and this is why i love it and that sort of thing but for sure got a personal then, touch to it yeah yeah um, well, that's, that's a question for you josh so i watch i don't know if you guys watch it but the new matt day video you put out the other day it was like three things that you should carry at as a photographer at all times regardless of what level you're at and i didn't have any of them one was like a box that you can just use to sit on put stuff on whatever it might be one was like a tripod that you can hold all the different kind of lights and i've got a tripod but not not like this industrial one and then it was like a suitcase but you travel around a lot josh so do you have like a, a camera case that you'll use or is it just a case of throwing something in your bag and padding it with your hoodie so, <laughs> um, it kind of depends so like if i'm on the some like if i'm traveling when i traveled from california like to florida i have like this um it's not a pelican case but it's like a pelican case yeah and kind of photo all my gear up in there and i travel with that so if i'm gonna go do a shoot where i know i'm gonna need a lot of stuff i'll use like a case and um kind of bring that with me I, I don't bring a stool with me I, I guess I'm not a very good photographer like that <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah you know I bring a tripod but I kind of go based off of especially these days I'm a lot more minimal so <clears throat> I find that I use maybe two lenses uh, uh primarily and you know I'll go with the 50 or, or the 35 or I might go with the 20 or I might go with the 80 85 or 135 but I'll generally bring like two lenses and I kind of make myself work with whatever those two lenses are so whatever the situation shows up even if it's a portrait and I have my 20 millimeter lens and they want headshots figuring out a way to utilize that 20 millimeter lens to kind of make something interesting something dynamic and unique to this person uh you know when I used to shoot uh Fujifilm I had the 16 1.4 which is still to this day one of my favorite lenses of all time okay. and I would like go around taking portraits with this 24 millimeter equivalent lens and doing headshots and, and just getting these kind of interesting and dynamic sort of views that generally you don't use a wider lens for so uh, yeah. so yeah when I when I travel around I, I just bring I kind of force myself to bring like a minimal amount of things so even with this trip here I, I brought this camera and my 50 millimeter on my uh on my Nikon and whatever falls within that is what falls within that kind of a deal yeah that's yeah. cool because you, you don't overthink it too much you just kind of work with what you've got and then it allows yeah. you to be as creative as possible right and that was sort of like the issues. I would bring like everything with me and I was trying to think like, okay, what do I need? And I was like, oh, I'll just bring everything. So I have all this stuff and traveling is annoying at times, especially when you have like a bunch of gear and there's nothing worse than when I show up to the shoot, which I had one in December, uh, fine enough. I went up North, uh, up to Rhode Island and Massachusetts and I had all these lenses and stuff like that. And I wound up just using like two lenses and 
I had to lug around all this weight, this extra weight for no reason. I'm just like, why? That's why actually fine off the reason why I'm planning on switching back to Fujifilm. Just I don't need a full frame camera. I don't need all these crazy lenses. I don't need all this extra gear. I'm a very slow, methodical photographer. So why don't I just bring what I need kind of a mentality, I guess. Mm. So, um, so the first one, underrated or overrated, is what is it? Cine still. I think. I think it's. I have a. I think it's a little overrated. I like Cine still. I think mm. it produces beautiful images, but the way people talk about it, it cuts. It always sounds like it's like the last film that should ever be used, and it's just like, well, it's nice but under very specific circumstances is where it really shines i feel like yeah so it's you know it's, it's cool but i don't know i, I never got overly excited for cinestill film personally yeah. yeah well the first time i used it well the first time i bought it it sat in my yeah. fridge for ages because i was like i'm too scared to use it it's so <laughs> like yeah it's so expensive and um you know, it's, I've got to wait for the most perfect moment that I'm going to go out and yeah. use this film. And eventually I just went out and one evening and shot it and it was like, <laughs> yeah, cool. But there's a million other like, well, there's not, but there's a handful of other tungsten films <laughs> out there that don't do the red palation that, yeah. it, that it does. But um, yeah, it certainly has a mythic almost yeah. quality or it's certainly talked about mythically, but... And that's kind of like the issue that I guess I, I kind of have with it, like that aspect of where it's so, because I would love to use it as well, but when it's become so much more than what it is, there's that fear into like actually using it and you have having to find that right moment in that specific location and that perfect time to shoot however many frames, you know, you have with it. And it's just like, at least for myself, like part of the joy of photography is the joy of taking photos and sometimes taking a bad shot and being okay with that. Like if I have a roll of Sinistel, it's like no shot can be a bad shot. Every shot has yeah, to be yeah. the most perfect shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. so, the, yeah um, so the next one is Leica, but with a caveat, have you ever used one? Leica? I have never used the Leica. I actually, funny enough, got to play with the Leica Q2 at, at a camera store yesterday. That was my oh. first time ever even holding anything Leica. Um, I think it is significantly overrated. That being said, I still want one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's everyone's answer. Yeah. yeah. Down. Yeah, I think after you've used one, like I did, I've done the same thing. I used one in a store and yeah. was like wow it's amazing it wasn't a q2 it was an m10 and oh. was just like i really want one now i saw yeah. the q2 in like a window of a shop but the shop was closed but it does look <laughs> cool um but is that is that the one that shoots only in black and white or is that the uh they have the q2 monochrome right uh, okay think. yeah yeah, yeah and... so it's not quite the same I, I, I've always wanted to try an M10 also. And, and I don't know if you guys know of uh, this photographer, Danny Bly. Um, I, I speak to him from time to time. I'll, I'll send you his information. He's another amazing photographer and uh, yeah. like documenting his life and, 
and whatnot, but I've been talking with him from time to time and he's trying to convince me to like get a Leica camera. <laughs> I absolutely do want one and yeah. I'm tempted to go for the Leica Q, the older one, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, it's so far beyond what is reasonable to spend at times that yeah. it's just, yeah. yeah. They, it does, it is a beautiful looking camera, but the thing yeah. I think about it is like, you're just fixed to that 28 mil lens. Yeah. Um, and do you want a camera that costs that much money that you can't change yeah. the lens on? I don't know. It's even it if you never bought. To use. Yeah. Even if you bought yeah. an M, whatever, and you only ever owned one lens for it, you've at least got <laughs> the option of getting a 50 or anything. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. It is beautiful, though. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then the last one is double exposures. Double exposures. I think... I think they're rated properly, funny enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> uh, I love double exposures, but I also think sometimes it could be overdone. Um, and it's not always necessary. Uh, and sometimes yeah, it just doesn't work. I was watching this YouTube uh, uh, video of, I can't remember his name, Th Thomas Hubble or Hubel. Um, but he was talking about, uh, he's doing this documentary, uh, he's documenting the South End. And I think it's in London. I'm, I'm, I obviously don't know uh, too much about <laughs> the cities oh, and yeah. town there. But, um, but yeah, he had this beautiful double exposure, which I, I guess happened by accident, but it wound up coming out really beautiful and it looked amazing and it really helped. I think it added to his story quite a bit. Um, but I've also se I've seen people where they just have it and they just do it. And just because like, Hey, I can do it double exposure too. And it's just like, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well yeah. done, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you, if it's just doing it with no thought behind it, but there's some yeah. of the, I think kind of self portraits that you've done that yeah. are, they they got that kind of double exposure look, but are they digitally created? How you done those? Oh, um, so for some of them, uh, they're just digitally. Like I, I remember, I did one. I think of I was looking one way and then looking the other way mm. uh, with my back to the camera. Say so I, I did that in Photoshop. Um, yeah. And there's been some a couple other ones where I, I have this uh, prism. And okay. I don't use it very often just because I feel like it just doesn't suit my style at all. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think I'm very talented with it or creative with it, but it gives kind of some cool um, um, aesthetics and kind of gives you a little bit of that double exposure vibe when you see something kind of popping in that is kind of like faded or ghosted in. So, mm. uh, but yeah, I, I, I experiment with it a little bit, but definitely not to the level that um, Thomas got it by accident even so. yeah, yeah yeah i wanted to ask you about the the kind of self-portraits because i know you've done a lot more kind of recently with yeah. that is that fair to say but is that because of kind of like lockdown or restrictions blah 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 that kind of thing is it made you want to kind of experiment without having you know the option to be able to go out as freely as you normally would um it's 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 actually like a little bit of everything i so I hate being in front of like cameras, uh, which might be surprising with all the self portraits I put up, 
<laughs> like even doing um this podcast like i was a little bit nervous beforehand because again like I, I don't generally get on camera and speak I, i'm not an in front of the camera kind of guy so i was like a little bit nervous a lot better looking than this team mate so i won't worry about that i don't know if i'd say all <laughs> oh man we were so nervous to start doing it and still yeah. always yeah. feel really uncomfortable and i have to edit them which is <laughs> even harder. I feel the most bad for you then. Uh, you gotta... yeah, we, get, we get airbrushed, my double chin gets edited out. <laughs> well, if you guys have, you can fill in my beard a little bit more and make it look a little nicer. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it, it was a little bit of, I'm in quarantine and, and I kind of, I had my own most reliable model. Uh, it was a little bit of trying to empathize and understand, because again, like I wound up photographing most of the people who are models, so sort of putting myself in their position and how would I pose myself? What am I comfortable with? Which would then influence, in my mind anyway, like, okay, well, what am I comfortable asking them to do? And what can I hopefully expect them to be comfortable with as well? And then it was also, I think lastly, and, and what it's kind of turned into the most is just kind of trying to get over that fear of, of just showing myself, just my face. Like I'm not used to looking at my face very often and just like, yeah, like this is me big forehead, weird voice, <laughs> kind of monotone, uh, <laughs> four eyes, the whole kind of nine yards. And just like, yeah, just, and yeah, just kind of getting comfortable with just exposing myself, not in that kind of way, but exposing, <laughs> uh, uh, my face and, and, and just being comfortable with people seeing me for me, uh, for better or for worse, if they hate it, then they hate it. If they love it, then they love it. And just yeah, just uh, just trying to get myself more comfortable in those moments, and to say all that, and I'm, I'm still nervous to do this thing here. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I know what you mean. Like, I've I've been tempted to try it, but then I'm just not I'm not comfortable enough taking a photo of myself. I don't think I, I don't mind that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really like having photos of myself, but then it you can kind of learn from it, I guess, can you? In fact, didn't didn't Sean Tucker just he, he did like a whole video about it, didn't he? He felt insecure and yeah. um, about it, and he's got some wicked results from it. Um, so I definitely think once you've done it, I'm guessing the the feeling is like yeah, I feel a bit more empowered now, uh, or at least confident with it. But yeah, I can't say I've tried it yet. That's mm. no, the desired feeling. I don't know if I'm there yet myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I really love them. Some um, of them are really bad. No, I'm joking. They're all good. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard. Like we've talked about before doing, like, um, you know, where you see it all the time on Instagram people's stories, they just film themselves chatting to the camera. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm too nervous to do that i'd stumble over my words i don't know what i'd say even if i'd kind of yeah. planned it out and i know that people like to see it and when they're seeing it from the other side like they're just looking at you and they don't really think anything they're just seeing you speak but when you're so yeah. hypercritical of yourself or most people yeah. are or some people are um you know there's a guy i follow on instagram and he um is um like the king of self-promotion on like he's constantly on his stories just like yeah. hey talking about how brilliant his work is how he's a really great guy to come and shoot with and um like you know i believe in myself because if i don't no one else will and i think yeah. i'm a good photographer or actually no i think i'm a great photographer i'm like 
wow that's that's a bold thing to do he is a good <laughs> photographer but yeah, yeah man it's um i don't know if that's like a tip a, a particularly american like he's american is that an american yeah. trait maybe more so than an english one but obviously you're american so yeah. not everyone, well, not everyone's the same i guess <laughs> I'm technically a Canadian, but uh, so oh, right. okay. oh dear, you can't, can't call it American. Sorry, call my, Canadian, American. Yeah, I have some family also. that are Canadian, and yeah. they would they would hate it if they were called American. So a Canadian. Oh no, I, I, I've been in the U.S. more than I've been in Canada, so I'm more American now, I'd say. But uh, okay, but I, I don't like to claim the positives of of the U.S. or the negatives because I feel like I, I haven't earned any of it, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's it's funny. I had a friend of mine to kind of like go into the idea of like what you're talking about with how you think so much about yourself and you're so close to it. And it's funny how we can like logically we know that to be true. But when we're in the moment, there's still that fear and that like, oh, what are people going to think? And I was driving a friend of mine uh, home this one night and he was telling me how when he walks into a room, he's he feels that there's this expectation that he has to be the best. And he has to be the highest performer and he has to, you know, kind of come in and, and dominate almost. And I, I remember it kind of just hitting me. And I told him, like, you know, like, man, nobody cares about that other than you. You're the only person putting that pressure on yourself. Yeah. And it's this weird thing where we're so close to ourselves, which naturally that we can't sort of get past that idea of, well, nobody actually cares about me, which kind of sounds bad to say. But yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Like, we're, we're our own worst critics aren't we so like no one's gonna judge me the way I would judge myself so if you yeah. can if you can break down that wall and just accept that people are going to see your face or whatever it might be I'm my own biggest critic because I don't look in the mirror every two minutes where someone might see me throughout the day but mm. yeah so I think that relates to what we're saying about doing like Instagram stories and stuff like that or you know we our intros to our, our podcast are usually just us talking about how we want to record the intro yeah. and then yeah then we go right should we record it now and then Luke will go well we'll just use what we've just spoke about so we never it's not like hey YouTube welcome to our channel but I don't know <laughs> Maybe one day we'll get there, but I don't know. I can't oh, see it. I like, uh, like I was about to say, like I like that natural kind of feel of because, like that dude who's super confident or, or whatever, at least appears to be super confident. I feel like you know, there's there's nothing in my opinion that beats that kind of natural just coming into it. If you're nervous, you're nervous, and just seeing the person be them. Which again, like I, I know I've been you know praising you guys like here and there throughout the podcast here, but like. I love that about it. It's this earnest sort of, this is me. And I think it, to me, honestly, it's a little bit more confident than that other thing because you're being vulnerable in a way and yeah, not yeah. Being vulnerable. And that's not something that I feel like a lot of people are comfortable with. So being able to see uh, Luke and Jamie for who you guys are, I think to me, that means more than seeing some guy, which however talented he might be mm. kind of almost, being scripted about how talented and how great he is. Like, yeah, that's cool and good for you, but I'd rather see the genuine sort of, this is who we are, this is our expression. Cause I also think it comes through in your artwork as well. Like this is the gen uh, the genuine way that I view the world and I just want you to see it. And so I, I, I love the whole, I, I love it. And I, I can't oh, praise you. you guys for what you guys do. So yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's why I was interested in asking you about the self portrait thing, but knowing that, 
you know, now knowing a little bit more in terms of you having to, you know, fight with that to, to get the result is it's even more rewarding and, and, you know, even more appreciation goes out to you for it. I appreciate it. That's, uh, again, like, it's, I don't think I'll ever be fully confident or comfortable with it, but I'm starting to try and take my kind of advice with uh, nobody cares. Like, nobody cares about this. Some guy, nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's a similar thing with... Um talking to I think I talked to you about it before Jamie but like I talked to a few people about it who go oh, I'm gonna go and delete all my old photos on Instagram because I just want my new work to be up there and I always just think like no one cares no one's gonna scroll yeah. back through your feed and I like looking back through my old photos and either seeing how I've progressed or looking back at old ones and going that was a good photo and yeah. everything i'm doing at the moment is rubbish like i'm glad i kept <laughs> all these ones um but yeah i just think you should just leave them all there and i've said it before like use it as a scrapbook and you'll see in 10 years time you'll look back at it and be like wow look at that you'd, you'd never remember it you've got all your photos on a hard drive or something but you're never realistically going to go back through all of them so it's yes. quite a nice place to kind of have that kind of document almost and yeah very few people going to your profile and going and like scrolling back through thousands or however many pictures but normally when we get to the end of the podcast we normally ask if there's anyone or anything you want to give a shout out any product uh, projects you're working on at the moment a leaving note of inspiration whatever it might be is there anything that you want to want to say uh, I would love to give a note of inspiration, but I also fumble on my words, so I'm not going to pretend like I'm <laughs> like I would be good at that. But um, I think, yeah, just enjoy creating art and enjoy creating beautiful things. Um, I've always been a fan of it. I've always been a fan of taking it in. And there's so many talented people out there that don't know just how talented and don't know the kind of beauty that they can create. And uh, yeah, just keep creating beautiful things and, and don't be afraid to try.